Hello everyone, welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum, where you will hear about car news, car culture, and car talks. Here's your host, Cody Wagner. Hey, welcome to this podcast. I am Cody Wagner, and today, it, it, the weather's still not great. Can I just say, there have been many days where it's not been very nice, where it's been raining, hailing, whatever, or snowing, just namely yesterday. But it started raining earlier today, about an hour ago. We have not been having good weather here in Colorado. We've been having snow, rain, hail, and that's it. That's literally it. That's all we've been having is just bad weather and the occasional sunshine. And I don't say occasional loosely. It was on. It was said like two months ago that here in Colorado we've been having more rainy days than Seattle. How do you even do that? We have been having the worst weather here. I'm telling you, if I hear something on 9 News or whatever, saying, oh, we're going to have a drought this year. Uh-uh, we are not having a drought this year. We've had way too much snow, hail, rain, what have you. We've been having way too much of it for there to possibly be a drought unless it was 140 degrees here, which would basically make this one of the hottest places on Earth outside of Death Valley. And I'm not, I'm not even remotely close to... Well, yes, I am actually somewhat close to Death Valley, about two states away. We have not had 140 degree weather at all. And even if there was, or could be, or will be, or whatever, even if that were to happen, I doubt we'd have a drought. Way too much snow, way too much rain, all that. That's kind of a shame, really, since it's May now. Oh yeah, I'm 14! Yay! Yeah, it's almost the middle of May, give or take. We still haven't stopped with the snow and the rain, and it makes me wonder, is it going to continue to like the beginning of, of the summer? Because if it is, then this will be the first summer that wasn't really, in air quotations, summer. Actually, I've got a question for you guys. What do you think will happen next year? Will it be similar weather as this year, or will it be drought-like weather, or will it just be insanely hot? Honestly, I don't know what to think. Because in Colorado, we've had instances of, well, I say instances. We've had a mass amount of rain, snow, whatever. And then we've had instances of nice weather, of 72 degree weather, if you will. What do you think will happen next year? I don't know what's happening in other states, but in Colorado it's, well, Louisiana is supposed to get rain within like the next two days. And please don't say, the world's gonna end next year! Oh no, we gotta buy all the spam and King Supers or whatever's like King Supers in your state. We gotta, uh, we gotta buy winter tires, we gotta soup up our cars for the apocalypse and this and that. Please don't say that. Because that's not going to happen. So, speaking of yesterday, I went to a, more or less, a owner's appreciation event hosted by Haggerty, the insurance company that insures classic cars and apparently classic boats, too, which is something I did not know. I was told by a representative yesterday, so. So, I was there yesterday. It was chilly, to say the least. I had to get up at 6 in the morning. Mostly because I had to take everything off my table and set up, or not set up, but get everything packed up. So that was uh, fun. Although I got up at 6, looked outside, and then decided, uh, no, I'm going to sleep for like 30 more minutes. And it was still fairly cloudy and not very promising, and I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm-mm. If it's going to rain or whatever, I'm going to sleep in for 30 minutes and make sure I get some proper rest. So I did that. Didn't really help, I was still tired as anything, but I did get up and started taking stuff off my desk and packing stuff up, packing food. I also packed some oatmeal squares. I left them home. So when I was hungry, 
right around the end of the event, or well, I say the end of the event, near to when we left. I said to I said to my dad, "Oh hey, uh, I need to go check in. I need to go look at the car because I packed some wheel squares because I didn't find them in the bag or the uh, luggage that we had packed." So I got the keys, walked down, no 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 no, unlock the car. Okay, open the passenger door. Okay, it's not here, so they must be in the back. Open the back. Okay, it's not here. Open the passenger door. It was nowhere. It was not in the car at all. So I was fairly hungry. And while they did have free hot dogs, I didn't want hot dogs. But yeah, they did have hot dogs. They had, well, I say they had hot dogs. They had free hot dogs, free cookies, free coffee, free soda, free water. Everything was free. But anyway, got up, got everything done, and then we headed out. So the closer and closer we got to the event, the more threatening the weather looked. It did not look very promising at all. And it was chilly, as I said before. And Dad almost didn't grab his jacket, but he decided he'd grab it anyway, and he was glad he did. As, if my dad says something is cold, or chilly, or whatever, it's cold outside. And, yeah, it was fairly cold. And windy. So after we set everything up, put our jackets on, this and that, uh, they actually had a tour of their sort of office that they had, or archive, I should say. Dad took the tour first, I was just standing outside, making sure nothing would blow away in the wind, even though... Everything was in a good position so that it wouldn't. I'll stay outside, you know, this and that. Getting rid of some cards, you know, the things you do at an event. So Dad comes back and he says, Hey, uh, go ask a lady over there to take you on the tour of the archives or whatever. They have tons of magazines and stuff from owners who have no space for it anymore. So I decided, yeah, never done it before. Walked over there, and he was not kidding. They had about three separate rooms full of magazines. It was really rather nice, I have to say, they had some really good magazines in there. And I, <laughs> I probably walked through the place about three or four times. I mean, one of the times was just to use the bathroom, but probably about three times just looking around, warming up, this and that. It was turning out very well. There was a lot of cool cars they had, or well, I should say the owners had. There was a Plymouth Barracuda, or Cuda, as the later ones were known as. There was a Plymouth Cuda... A 71 or 72 Dodge Charger and what I assumed to be was an RT. It looked like a 440. He left before I actually looked around, so I didn't get to see it up close, sadly. There was a Plymouth Belvedere that came later. They had a lime green 707 horsepower Challenger that was there before we got there. There was an MGB that was at uh, the Lincoln Tech Auto Show that I covered earlier. And the same guy was there, so... Me and him and Dad chatted a little bit later on during the show. I mean, mostly about the weather, but yeah. So, he had his MGB. Later on, the Mini showed up. About four Minis. Not at the same time, but four Minis showed up. We had a Ford GT very late in the show. We had a Fox Body Mustang pre-Arrow Headlights facelift. We had quite a few releases, and I was very, very surprised to see those. We had a Dodge Neon SRT4 in black, which, which I liked very much. There was a Citroen 2CV. Someone in Colorado owns a Citroen 2CV, and it had the square headlights, not the circle ones. So that got me thinking: is that was that the uh, was that the prototype ones that was uh, you know hidden during World War II? So I got a closer look. Uh, no, it turns out it was a 1986 Citroen 2CV. So it was the much later one, which is kind of a shame, really, because they had the same gray color that the development seats 2CVs had. Then we had a Porsche 953 or 935. We had two of those. We had a Volkswagen Beetle. 
which actually had a very nice chirping sound in the exhaust. It was also gray, so it looked very good. We had twin Chevrolet Chevelle and El Camino, and I mean, they had the exact same paint job. When I first saw them, like, those, they must be like, we got twins, and not twin turbos, we have cars that are twins. They must, they must have thought they were clever, but I'd never seen that before, so props to them. Oh, shout out, before I get too engrossed into my uh, story, shout out to Haggerty for allowing me to come to this event. It was quite an experience, and there were tons of cool cars. So thank you to the people at Haggerty for allowing me to turn up at my event and just browse browse around their place and the owner's cars it was really rather cool we had two esprits there was one that was already there and then there was a less modified one that looked more stock that was really nice we had a rambler it was a ford or it kind of it kind of looked like an american version of an anglia to be honest then we had a challenger that came later we had a 80s camaro that came much later on we had a we had a, quite a few releases. We I did, we didn't have any Aston Martins. That did surprise me. There were no Aston Martins. We had a few pickup trucks. We had quite a few. Uh, we didn't have any TVRs, but we had quite a few MGs and Austin Healys and Triumphs even. We had one or two of those. Then we had a well, it was just a body shell, but we did have a Lotus Elan there, which was pretty cool. Anyway, uh, this is the end of the first bit. We've all seen them. Those self-centered drivers who think their cars are more important than everyone else's. They take up two or more parking spaces. Now you can let them know how you really feel with sarcastic parking cars. Go to www.howireallyfeelcars.com. You'll receive 12 different cards expressing what you think about their parking. These cards come in their own carrying case. Once again, go to www.howireallyfeelcars.com and get your cards today. Hello, and I am back. Now, I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but there was a Plymouth Beldivere. It looked really nice. I'm telling you, it had a really good color. There was a 60s orange Chrysler 300, and it was huge. It was about as big as Lincoln Continental that came later. And the Chrysler 300 was only a two-door. I'm telling you, it was massive. It had very nice, uh, what would it be, like five-spoke muscle-like rims on it. Very classic. There were quite a few Mustangs, including a Fastback. They had a sort of... It looked sort of reminiscent of the Gone in 60 Seconds bullet Mustang, except it was blue-ish. That had a good color to it. That rode a bit high. There was an Alfa Romeo Spider that came later on, which was red. I almost mistook it for an E-Type. Then, there was a Jaguar X... What was it? XK or XJ120 that came later on. It may or may not have been, but it was huge it was so long it was longer than the elises it wasn't as wide but it was definitely longer and that was one of the longer sports cars that was there if one of the only sports cars that was there there was also a porsche 912 that was there i kid you not it was not a 911 it was a 912 if anyone knows the difference between a 911 and a 912 please write to me on my twitter page it's at cody's car conundrum or cody car conundrum but write to me there and tell me what's the difference, but it kind of just looks like a badge job to me, because it looks like a 911. It's about the size of a 911, and the only thing that's different is the little badge there, from what I could see aesthetically. Hopefully that won't cause a lot of rage. But it's a cool car nonetheless. There wasn't that many, there was not any Chargers there. After the 72 Charger left, the only Charger-like vehicle that was there was the Challenger and 
arguably the Plymouth. We also had a few rat rods and hot rods there, to be honest. We had one, no, we had two wagons. One with the proper rat rod color, the other with a nice deep orange. It wasn't dark, but there was definitely a lot of layers in that orange. It wasn't flat, to be blunt. It was a very, very nice car and a very nice color. Then we had a sort of, we had a matte hot rod, uh, what looked to be a Ford in front of our booth. There was also Ford Fairlane in front of us that came much later on. That <laughs> had a for sale sign on it. And the guy who bought it said the only reason he's selling the one that was in front of us is because he already had two. Yeah, it was black on the sides, blue on the trunk and the roof, and I believe the hood. There, it was a very, very nice color combo, though. And one that I didn't actually expect to see. That's for sure. We also had a Mercury Cougar, which, which my dad liked quite a bit. <laughs> it also had a really, really nice orange on it, too. I prefer the fastback version, as that wasn't the fastback version, but it still looked really nice. Very nice cougar indeed. We had a DeSoto there as well. I can't remember exactly what it looked like, but... We also had a Hudson, and yeah, I can't remember what DeSoto looked like. But we did have a Hudson, and no, it didn't seem to be the Hornet. We also had a Studebaker as well. It was black with similar rims to the 300 I mentioned earlier, which... And it also, um, on the inside had a bit of red on the wheels. I don't know what it was exactly, but in other words, you couldn't see the brakes. So, yeah, but it looked really nice. It looks like it got a really good detailing job earlier. You know what? You know what's interesting? Aside from the fact that we got a few Corvettes uh, later, and I mean like C, in fact, C6s. I mean, we did get a C3 and a C1 later. There was no 240Z. I did not see a Datsun 240Z at all. Quite a few minis, no Datsun. That, I think, was one of the interesting bits. Is there is There was no Datsun. There was a... Austin 3000 that was there. In fact, there was two of them, both with the same color. We also had a Lotus Elan GT 2x2, essentially, which was the 2 plus 2, which essentially was a Lotus Elan fastback. And I'm telling you, that was a really nice car. Now, I mistaken for an Opal GT. Or we didn't have a Saab Sonnet. I just realized we did not have a Sonnet. That would have been cool to see. Oh, and before I forget, remember that Sprite I mentioned earlier? It was a racing sprite. The guy had a sticker with Laguna Seca on it. I believe he took it to Laguna Seca. I have to say, it was so loud. He started it up and I jumped. It was so... It sounded really, really good, but it was so loud. I bet you, if people were coming down the road with that turned on, they could have heard it from there. It, it was incredibly loud. We had quite a few hot rods, as I said earlier. There was a blue, blue and red 40s. And I'm going to say our Chevrolets, one was a regular coupe, and then one was a sort of wagon hatch type thing. We had quite an amazing 40s style Ford, which was, it was sort of reddish orange thing on the bottom, and then it was white on the top where the roof and hood are, and then it had a stripe on it. It was pretty funny to see that thing, and its tires were huge. I think there were like three, three fives, maybe three five fives, something like that. They were massive. Then we had a more gentleman-styled, what I'm going to say is a late 30, I'm going to say either a Nash or a Ford. Then we had the Cougar I talked about earlier. Quite a few interesting vehicles. There was, there was a Bel Air that came earlier, and then we had, I think we had a Buick? It was yellow, and it was a boat, to, uh, to be honest, it was quite a boat. 
We also had a Mach 1 Mustang that was there who repositioned himself later. Very nice cars. Very, very nice. In fact, there was... We only had one Camaro, which was a bit of a shame, but we only had one 69 Camaro. It was a very dark brown with the white stripe that goes over the hood. We also had a Bronco that was lifted up and had an orange and all the stuff you'd expect a Bronco to have. We also had two AMC... Well, I say Javelin. I think, what, the 69 is a Javelin, right? The, uh, the more collectible one. If not, then it's an AMX. Or AMCX, sorry. No, no, I was right the first time AMX. But, yeah, we had two Javelins, a 69 and a 71. The 71 was purple, and the 69 was a brown, I believe. Both very nice. And you could visually tell that the 71 was quite a bit longer than the 69. Not, not by much. But it was noticeable. We did also have a very, very interesting, what looks to be, 40s truck. And it was, and I mean, I say truck, tow truck. And it was long, and it was fairly loud. It was, like, the middle part of it was green and lower bits of the bumper. The headlight and grill area was black, and the roof and some of the stripes were yellow. That may sound bad, but it actually looked pretty good in person. Though, to be fair, we did have another car. It was a 50s car. That was black and had some stripes on the front. That and the other striped, fire-striped car that was next to it was quite a scene, to be honest. It looked, both of them looked really good. We did have a 911, though. We had a 90s 911, and then we had a... I'm not sure if he was supposed to be a part of the exhibit, but we did have a... Not, what was it? 997, I believe. Black 911. That came later on. That was also nice. And also, the 90s one was black as well, so that was kind of funny. The 90s 9-11 actually left pretty early. So did the uh, 707 horsepower Challenger that was there. He also left really rather early. Also, later on, we got a 440 Dodge Coronet with a very light blue. It wasn't a Super B, sadly, but it, it looked really nice. It's also massive. <laughs> it was quite long. It was longer than I thought it was going to be, but it looked really nice nonetheless. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the second section, and I'll see you in the last one. We've all seen them. Those self-centered drivers who think their cars are more important than everyone else's. They take up two or more parking spaces. Now you can let them know how you really feel with sarcastic parking cars. Go to www.howireallyfeelcars.com. You'll receive 12 different cards expressing what you think about their parking. These cards come in their own carrying case. Once again... Go to www.howireallyfeelcars.com and get your cards today. And hello, I am back. Now, we are going to start here with Tesla Better Start Hiring Experienced Automotive Engineers Now. They delayed the Model 3, they probably delayed the Model S, and they delayed the Model X. They need to get some proper engineers in there to make sure that the delays stop dead. Because frankly, that's not happening. Right now, Autonomous Chrysler Pacifica is the first step of FCA Google Partnership. First step. Keep that in mind. That means we got quite a bit of stuff to go. Stock MX-5 goes Porsche hunting on the ring. Post 8 minute 37 second point seven millisecond lap time. That was actually pretty good for a stock MX-5 Miata. Top car soaks Merc GLE Coupe in carbon. It actually doesn't look too bad. Normally I don't like those big brand aftermarket body kits and this and that, cause they all look, they, they look so vulgar and sort of, uh, like they're trying to sell it. 
You probably don't understand what I mean, but no, they're trying to oversell it. It's totally modified, this and that. It's too much most of the time, but that actually looks pretty good. 2016 Gumball 3000 concludes with 10-hour epic drive. Red Bull won't feel sorry for Mercedes come 2017. Pagani sharpens the wire with Pashito Tempesta package. If you want your wire a bit spicier and couldn't get the limited BC version, the company's new Tempesta pack will get you covered. Honda BRV goes on sale in India. Gets 1.5 liter diesel and a 6-speed manual transmission. W222 Mercedes S-Class puts on walled kit, custom wheels, and wrap. And, once again, looks pretty good. Dale Earnhardt Sr. Widow wants his son to stop using dad's name in business. Oh dear. Five teens survive huge crash in Tesla Model S. One could be tempted to insert an autopilot joke here, being a Tesla and all, but such a serious accident is no laughing matter. And that Tesla's completely wrecked. I believe they fell off a cliff and rolled a bit. I can't remember. I'd have to read the news article again. But that's what, I think that's what I remember it saying. World Car Awards introduces World Urban Car for 2017. Half of the vehicles coming in 2017 aren't even here yet. So what is the point in doing this now? Why do this now when half of what we're supposed to get in 2017 isn't even here yet? That's like when Motor Trend does the 2016 car of the year in February. I've seen Motor Trend and Road and Track do this. 2016 car of the year, or performance car of the year, or what have you. February edition. It's not even the full year yet. Half the stuff that could be eligible for this test isn't even out yet. So why do it now? Because it's not car of the year 2016. It's car of, it might as well be car of the month 2016 February, or March, or January, or whatever. Because the cars coming for this year aren't here yet. So what you're doing is saying cars so far of the year 2016. That's what they should be saying. Because what, what they're doing is not allowing automakers to allow their next generation models the chance to be eligible for this test or award or whatever you want to call it. And it's a shame. Well, no, it's not a shame. It's a problem. Because they keep doing it so early in the year, they should say cars so far of the year, and then when it's, you know, 2016, you know, actual car of the year, 2016. You can't say car of the year, 2016, when it's February, honestly. And yes, that was probably a bit of a rant. One of 76 flat-nosed Porsche 964 turbos go for sale for nearly one million. Nearly one million. Wow. This 2016 Lexus LX570 with a chopped roof is listed for $350,000, I guess. And of course, this could only be sold in the Middle East. Because the Middle East are the only people who have done this as of yet. I mean, seriously? $350,000? Unless it costs like a hundred grand to get the top off, you know, this and that. That's a ripoff. And why would you want an SUV like that as a convertible anyway? You're not going to get a good use out of it. Man, takes delivery of new McLaren 650S, throws it into a tree 10 minutes later. How brilliant is that? This is why when Ford said that they were going to, you know, make potential owners take a test or whatever to make sure that they could, you know, actually handle the GT or, you know, they're eligible to buy it or whatever they said. You know, at first I was like, huh? And then I realized, oh wait, that's what I said automakers should do all along for performance cars, is make owners take a test. 
make them do something to see if they can actually handle the car instead of wasting their money on a car they can't handle. Honda reportedly readies next-gen CRV for late 2017. Nissan 350Z crashes into home and pins down four-year-old. Buster City players get Mercedes B-Class electric drive cars for winning premiership title. I'm sorry, but if I were any of those players, I would just give it back. I would just give it straight back to Mercedes and ask for a CLA. No one wants a B-class electric drive, no matter how nice it is. No one's going to want that for winning the premiership title. They're going to want an SL or an SLK or whatever. That's what they're going to want. That's Mercedes trying to promote ecoism. That's all that is. Ken Block keeps busy with custom can and Maverick turbos. And it looks like some of his Gymkhana vehicles as of late. Con Design teases London Motor Show Edition Defender. Specific edition of a car for an auto show. That's new. Air-cooled lovers rejoice. A lovely Porsche 964 RS could be yours. Could be. Keyword. Oh, wow. Already gone on for almost eight minutes now. This podcast, that er, well, this part of the podcast, that is. Honda's Takata airbags possibly linked to two more deaths. This time on Malaysia. Honestly, that brand. <laughs> Takata, I should say. Takata needs to just recall every single car known in existence and make sure there isn't an airbag unit that has taco written on it otherwise everyone in the known well pretty much every everyone with the car is at risk for some kind of some kind of injury or death at this rate which is not ideal Chief Renegades Uncharted Game Show Car Reveals Map on Body When Temps Rise. Hyundai Price is 2017 Elantra Eco for $20,650. That's actually really good value if you think about it. Well, initially, it's really good value. Fake 2018 Chevy Jolt EV comes with a real website. Wow. 2017 Ford Escape lands collaborative roles with the Blacklist and Blindspot TV shows. I'm pretty sure I've heard of the Blacklist. Subaru introduces 2017 Outback Touring and Legacy Sport trims. The Legacy is just... The Outback is just a Legacy with a wagon body style and it's lifted and has some off-road bits. The Legacy and the Outback are the exact same car. So why do they feel the need to separate the models when they look pretty much identical aside from the off-roady bits, have similar interiors, and have similar engines? They're pretty much identical. Aside from a few technical details, but small, small technical details. So why? They might as well just say Legacy Outback. That's what they should do, and that's what they used to do. Instead of ripping people off, making you pay, you know, 26 grand for what is essentially an off-road legacy. Bikers pop wheelies and taunt a cop. A cop car, that is. But Karma hits them immediately. In fact, I meant to watch that video. I haven't watched it yet. Has F1 driver Roman Grosjean puts Jaguar XF through its paces. I didn't watch that video either. Facelifted holding Colorado 7 coming as new Trailblazer SUV to Australia. Mercedes SUVs help it increase its US sales lead over Lexus and BMW. TBR's upcoming sports car teased could wear the Griffith, or no, Griffith moniker. And I have to say, it looks really good. I can't wait to see what it looks like in the flesh. 2017, Honda Ridgeline commences production in Sweet Home, Alabama. Yeah, no. It does commence its production in Alabama. Lamborghini Huracan is UK's first supercar taxi. Hopefully no one spits up anything. <laughs> Otherwise, Lamborghini are going to want that back. Oh, wait, no. Sorry. No, they won't. Tesla targets 500,000 sales annually by 27, 2018. And you know what? Honestly, with 
the public's perception and liking of Tesla. I don't doubt that. Skoda's new large SUV will bear the Kodiak name. Toyota surprises us with GT86 shooting brake concept. It looks like what would happen if a GT86 and a Honda CRZ had a baby. Looks like a weird CRZ. Ferrari's twin turbo 488 GTB meets Porsche's insane 911 Turbo S. I wonder how that'll go. I didn't watch the video. BMW Vision next 100 detailed in gallery. Sorry, a new gallery. Subaru's legendary Impreza 22B with 2,500 miles offered in auction. That's new. For a Subaru, that is insane. Well, for any car, that's new. But for a Subaru, that's incredible. Top Gear's ambitious but pointless drag race with, with Smart Car versus Volkswagen California versus Arialato. I think I know what that's about. Though even still, that's pointless. 1915 Cadillac Type 51 is a classic touch on a modern auction. Looks pretty good, too. Chevy cars banned from Iran after Supreme Leader criticized U.S. imports. Yeah, well, you don't hear us criticizing Nissan imports either, so... <laughs> you don't hear us saying, I want my Sentra to be returned back to Japan and have a proper whatever badges on it. Whatever they call it in Japan, because I bet you they don't call it Sentra. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and I will see you in the next one. You've just listened to Cody's Car Conundrum. Be sure to join us every Sunday. You can subscribe to Cody's YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash C slash Viper for Life ACR. Be sure to get Cody's books on Amazon at www.amazon.com slash Cody dash Wagner slash E slash capital B zero one nine capital K capital X seven two capital Z eight. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Be sure to follow Cody here so you don't miss any episodes. Bye until next time.